What's up, fans? Welcome back once again. It is time to talk all things movie trivia. Let's get classy with this week in the First Class League. Once again, this week, we are unfortunately not going to be joined by our super producer, Chris Barnes, and Ryan Permison is off this week. So Keith and I thought we needed a little help talking about all the matches. Who better to talk about them, of course, than the participants in the matches themselves. We've got Kat and Sonny joining us here on This Week in the FCL for a great conversation. And I'm dressed to the nines. My friends across the pond tell me it's football season. So as you can see, I'm wearing my lion's hat. Let's get right on into it and talk Star Wars, inner geekdom, the flouse, and all other things, just as we always do. Going to break it down for you right here on This Week in the FCL. And welcome, fans. Thank you once again for joining us. As always, we have a great time when you come and have a little time. Spend it with us about the FCL. We're talking about some great matches. It's Star Wars, which I know has a lot of you out there excited. It's Inner Geekdom, which has me pumped. I'm a big Inner Geekdom fan. And it's very rare I get to say this. We've got not one, but two victorious competitors joining us today. As always, of course, my co-host Keith Kildiff is here, but I want to say hello first. Welcome to both of our wonderful guests, Kat and Sonny. Congratulations and welcome to This Week in the FCL. Thank you very much. Thank you so, so much. Thank you for having us and thank you for congratulating us. I think we're, we're still getting used to the thought that, oh, wait, we, we actually won those matches. So, yeah, <laughs> but that's, uh, yeah, we're ready to talk about it either way. Well, I know that feeling. I did a few movie trivia matches myself back in the day, and winning did take a while for me. So it's a surprise when it happens, but always a pleasant one. Keith, I want to say real quick to you, welcome back. I know we sometimes don't get along 100%, but you recently took yourself a little vacation. I hope you're well-rested and you've gotten rid of some of those silly, silly thoughts you used to have about the competitors and the way the league is run and all the things that you get wrong every week. But welcome back. How was your time off? Um, I got rid of some things, and the main thing that I got rid of was that pain in the ass that you can be sometimes to me for a few days. That kind of helped me just kind of relax and, and kind of breathe. And But no, listen, I had a lovely vacation. Thank you for asking. Well, I'm glad that you got to spend some time out there and you got to learn a few new things. And this week we were learning a few new things about the FCL as well, as always. Now that we have our guests here, we're going to be talking about everything that happened. We will be breaking down the matches. We will be talking about what's coming up next week. But we always like to begin by talking about the news, everything that's going on in the first class league and what it means moving forward. So let's get right on into it and discuss some of those news items. If you're OK with that, Keith. Whatever you want, Andrew, it's your show. I'm working very hard to make that true, but you keep fighting me on that one. All right, guys. So let's take a look first. As this show started, we've got some exciting matchups coming our way, and we're all pumped. We're jazzed. We're ready to go to a galaxy far, far away and down into a place under the hills before you go on a long and unexpected journey. But before we got into the matches, we saw some great promo work from our competitors. We saw something coming up that ooh, I was very excited about. Brad Gilmore is reaching out, he needs some help with a problem. A problem that 
Brad, I'm just going to say it was a little self-inflicted. You got to read those contracts, my man. So he's got the flouts. He's the champion. What's he going to do about it? Well, who better to talk to than this man, a great in the world of wrestling, the five-time, 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 and I'm contractually obligated to say it one more time, five-time world heavyweight champ himself, Booker T, is in. This is an exciting development. I can't wait to see what's going to go on. And I don't think the Flouse knew what he was in for. Keith, I know you got an opinion on this, but we've got two great guests here. So let's talk to both of them. Kat, Sonny, you were watching. You were sitting there waiting for your matches. I'm sure the excitement was boiling. You had other things you had to concern yourselves with. But this had to be something that got you a little bit jacked up. I mean, Booker T's a legend. Yeah, man. I, I mean... Come on. It, it's been a while. It's I, I feel like since we've just seen Booker T, there, there was a point where he he was he was there often, you know, with, with the schmo down. We got to see him and hear from him fairly often. And uh, just we know the relationship between Brad and Booker T. So it's, it's, it was great to see Brad, you know, with now that. Klaus is the champion, and that whole thing happened, and not reading the contracts. Um, yeah, he could probably use a hand, and, and who better than the five-time champion, Booker T. Uh, so, so that was unexpected, but brought a smile to my face nonetheless. Um, and I'm just curious to see what sort of impact that's going to have on the league, and, and especially when in regards to uh, the Flaus. All right. And Keith, you were watching closely during this promo. I'm sure you have some thoughts. Yeah, listen, I think it, it, to me, it felt only a matter of time before we, we got a, a Booker appearance of some description, whether it be on the desk in a cutscene or something like that. The fact that Brad has this feeling that he needs to go to Booker to fix the flouse issue means that there's an awful lot of tasty stuff coming down the line. Um, I am curious to see how the flouse thing is going to be resolved. Is it in the trivia ring or is it going to be in the wrestling ring god only knows but um no listen it's great to see booker involved in the fcl it just kind of adds another layer of um just gravitas to the league Oh, yes, absolutely. It will be, if we can say one thing about it for certain, exciting. Booker T, definitely, he knows what he's doing. He knows how to bring a lot of excitement, a lot of energy to any particular experience, whether it's movie trivia or in the wrestling ring. So he's on his way to help out Brad. He's been tagged in, and he's coming after the flouse. But let's continue to talk about the news. As he's not the only one. The clown car has opened, the circus has begun, and the parade is marching down the street as we got not one, but two, but three different competitors all sending their messages out to the flouse. We've got David Campbell, we've got Maxwell Haddad, and we've got Travis Fishburne, each and every one saying, flouse, look out, I'm coming for you. Keith, in the world of the FCL right now, it seems like as much as they may hate him, as much as all the competitors complain, there is a center of the FCL universe. His name is Zaflirt and Flouse, and his gravity is pulling in every single person around him. I mean, he's got a lot to deal with. What's going to happen with everybody gunning for this one wonderful voice of an angel man? I mean, I thought it was beautiful that Travis Fishburne knew all of the, the awards and recognition that the Flouse had had in his entire career. Um, but I suppose Sonny and Kat, like, uh, we're, we're Europeans. You know, we know we know the Flouse. We've we, we grown up on the Flouse. Um, have you got all his albums? What's, what's your opinion of his, of his work overall? Uh, I, I know that at least my parents used to own a bunch of his albums. And I, I, I think 
I've I've gone on record before and saying that I'm not the biggest fan of the flowers, and it's purely because I'm I'm just fed up, guys. I'm I'm just I'm fed up with the flowers. I've 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 been so for a long time. And when he started, you know, making his way into the schmo down, it was like, oh God, he's gonna be a part of this as well. Just infiltrating every part of my life it seems like and now he's talking about is the flouse league and it's just ah someone knock him off that pedestal and let's get him out of here i mean come on sorry no normally i'm i'm so kind and and i try to accept everyone but <laughs> the flouse is just oh it's just too much sometimes it's too much all right. Well, that's not just one competitor who's not liking you, Flowers. It looks like it stacks up every single day. There's somebody else saying that they want you gone. And you can add to that number our lovely friend Sonny here, who just said, Flowers, that you don't belong where you are. I, of course, humbly disagree, as I always do. But that's not all the news that happened this week in the FCL. We've got one more thing. And this, I believe, Keith, may be the most important news item of all. First, we found out that Booker T might be showing up in the FCL sometime real soon, and that got me excited. Then we find out that everybody is raising their swords, getting ready for the gladiatorial battle and coming for the flouse. And that, too, gets you pumped up and fired up the way the First Class League always does. But the most important news of all in our third and final promo that we saw before the show started. That's right. It appears that Chris Adams has put on his tie and apparently he's got something on his upper lip, some sort of dirt or something. I don't know what it was, but it's an exciting development and we have to talk about it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a hell of a tie. You know, it's a white tie. It's a strong look. It's um, it's a different look. Um, as for the, the growth, um, chicken feed with a bit of water kind of what it looked like uh, yeah yeah <laughs> I, I don't know what to say Andrew I mean you've got to find little main there going maybe you should give him some tips uh, I mean uh, for in my case Keith uh, the secret and it's very important that you pay attention to this, it's it's a lot of care a lot of effort and what I do is I just don't cut it Oh, okay. okay. I, I, I don't know what else to tell you. Uh, I do know, and I can say this to you, Chris Adams, you're a fine competitor. You are, of course, a gentleman. I love your work in the FCL, but I couldn't grow a beard in my early 20s either, so don't worry too much about it. <laughs> Kat, Sonny, what do you think about the style, the verve, the outfit, and, of course, the brand-new facial accoutrement of the gentleman? Well, at least he wears pants. So. Yeah, that's good. Gets... At least he's wearing pants. That that's always a plus. Um, and I mean, if he feels confident in his new getup, uh, if it's gonna make him more confident in the matches, gonna get him more wins, then good for him. Is is, is all I have to say. And and I don't know about the adolescent caterpillar he's got going on there, but but it's, <laughs> it's working on it. Chris Adams, of course, we kid. We know you are one of our favorite competitors. We of enjoy course, watching yeah. you every week. But I mean, I don't know, maybe a Sharpie, darken it up a little bit, at least for the first few days till it fills in. Who knows? We'll see if something comes out of this. Uh, exciting things. Booker T, 
Yes, absolutely wonderful. The flouse in danger, everybody gunning for him. Yes, this is going to lead to some great things. And Chris Adams, the real question, will it fill in? Will a full mustache appear? <laughs> we'll find that and so much more out as the FCL continues. That's all the news that's fit to print, but that doesn't mean we're done talking because right now with our two wonderful guests, we're going to talk to them both about the matches they competed in as we talk about all the action that happened on this week's show. FCL 15 moved away from the singles division as we split 50-50 between Inner Geekdom for the first time this season and Star Wars came back. I, Captain Zunny, I suppose the first question before we kind of get into um, the matches that you guys played this week, the one thing that I would love to know from your um, perspective is obviously at the start of the season you guys were on the draft board unfortunately you didn't get picked up and then a little later on you, you kind of you're signed to the FCL at the point at which you knew that the FCL was coming, your training methods, do you still remain within kind of like schmodown level or because it's the FCL and it's a little bit more developmental, do you pull back in terms of kind of the levels and layers that you're studying or is it just we're driving straight on as if we're in the big leagues? Well, I guess um, when it comes to in a geekdom, at least, like you didn't know about... Level. Like the difficulty no, level, like what, what was going to be in a geekdom wise. Uh, so I, I reckon for you, it was pretty much like if you were going to study up for a Schmodown FCL, it's same thing at that point, at least. A approximately, yeah. Mm. Uh, so just like getting certain buzzwords or like certain details, like get them down and just, uh, of course, I, I got the list of uh, wheel slices. So I kind of, it could kind of narrow down to uh, focusing on a, a few select categories. So that definitely made it a little bit easier, <laughs> but it was st still like, the, the good thing is that it's not as, as narrow as like 12 movies and three television three, series. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's not, not as, as big as that or like this, um, Narrow, yeah. Narrow, yeah. So it's not as detailed as that. So that's a good thing about it. But the bad thing is there's definitely categories where it's like, I have not seen any of these movies. But You still may do with it. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and for me, with Star Wars, it was, you know, I, I watched <laughs> the first two Star Wars matches in the FCL, so I could kind of gaze like what what the difficulty level was going to be there but i still kind of got surprised because pld he definitely upped the difficulty there with some of the questions both in round one two and three so i i i probably pulled back a little bit and was just okay. focusing on some of the more general stuff because i thought that was what i thought that was where the difficulty level was going to be um but now I know better going forward. I know what stuff to focus on. Um, I know I'm, I'm, I'm talking like I lost a match or something, but <laughs> I, st I still have to improve because I did miss some questions, which I don't want to do next time around. Okay, well, well, we'll we'll brush over very briefly the ones that that you both missed. But listen, let's get into the IG match. Uh, Keaton Markey making her debut, making her return, kind of the Schmodown universe. Round number one finishes six three to you, Cat. Uh, you missed two questions, unfortunately. The Marvel this um 
David Banner in Ang Lee's Hulk being Nick Nolte. And then you both missed the Star Trek question, which I think is a really, really good question. This how many films involve the crew of Next Generation? It's not a director. It's not a location. It's not an actor. It's not an actress. It's a very specific piece of detail. And that's what kind of differentiates Inner Geekdom, I suppose, from like singles and teams and all of that. Um, 6-3, you must have been feeling very, very confident, though, like with a solid enough route. Yeah, absolutely. I was, uh, as Sonny just said before, I had no prior knowledge to the difficulty level. But after round one, I, I kind of felt the difficulty level. Like, you know, I, I kind of, uh, I, I, I could tell much more, um, yeah, well, how, how, how it was going to be. And from that on, from there on, I was just like, I missed three questions out of all of the questions. Like in all three rounds, I missed three questions. And um, one of them, the Star Trek one, I actually knew it, but I was like double counting one of the one of the movies. And I was just like, I was so mad. You know that I was, I, I wrote it down, the, the, um, the answer. And there was like, something is, is like, there must be something I'm missing. And it turns out it wasn't. <laughs> it was just, <laughs> yeah, she just stuck with it. But yeah. But I, suppose, but I suppose it, these are things that you can take and kind of like go back to the well almost and be like when you're in that position again you know not to do what you did or you know how to kind of go about it in a different way but I suppose Andrew it's a rough round for Keaton unfortunately there's a couple of misses here not knowing Michael Gambon not knowing Nick Nolte not knowing Jesse Eisenberg couple of kind of like just kind of basic kind of, I don't want to say basic actor knows that you should know but uh, six, three, what were your overthought, overall thoughts on round number one? Well, round number one is an impressive round for our wonderful friend, Kat. Kat, you had a pretty good round coming out and a few misses, nothing to really be ashamed of. Maybe there's some nerves hopping into the match. Maybe you just didn't think it through properly. And I guarantee you, I would have got that TNG question wrong as well, even as a huge Star Trek fan, because I always try to forget insurrection. So I would have said three. <laughs> that being said, of course, we have two competitors and it really is a tale of two different competitors, two different stories for Kat. Uh, and it, you can tell me if I'm wrong about this, but it feels kind of like a takeoff on arrival. It's, it's like um, another famous Dane appearing for the first time, like Mads Mikkelsen in Casino Royale, or at least the first time I saw him. I was incredibly impressed. I thought there's a lot going on here and I can't wait to see what we have coming forward. Even in this first round, you could see good knowledge, good confidence, not taking too much time, but also not necessarily jumping ahead on the questions. And that's where I want to swing when I go to the other side with Keaton Markey, because you know, I love Keaton's attitude. I love the enthusiasm, the energy that Keaton brings up. I'm the guy who likes everybody who's mean and angry in this league. And even I can't get mad when Keaton's on screen because she's, she's just a bundle full of joy, but she has one problem. And if she has one problem at all in this matchup, it's that she's just in her own head so much. She jumps on the question. She answers as fast as she can. And the moment she thinks the question is out, she thinks she can't get it. She forgets about repeat. She forgets about really locking in or even, trying to take that reasonable guess. I think we're going to see that a few times throughout the match. It's it's a lot of energy, and I don't know if it's directed in the right way to get the win. Uh, that said, a um, couple of tough misses here, but Keaton still keeping it happy, keeping it smiley. Like I said, you've got to love somebody who has a great attitude moving forward into the matchup. And three points, not an insurmountable lead. So out of round number one, I still thought this could go either way. But 
and we'll see that it pretty much stays the same for the rest of the match. So let's move into round number two. Our wheel comes up. There's a couple of dangerous categories on it in terms of an opponent's choice. There's a mixed bag. There's a who said it. God only knows what that could potentially have been had it come up. It doesn't. Uh, you go first on your first spin. Wizarding World is what comes up. You decide to take it. You go seven of eight. You go check down the multiple choice in the first question, which is the Hogwarts founder that Voldemort couldn't obtain a, a Horcrux from. Was that just a damage limitation in case I guess it wrong? Um, and that Keaton can pick it up. That at least if I go to multiple choice, I know what the four options are. Yeah, I knew it, it, that it was Gryffindor. I just couldn't remember his first name. And I was afraid that if I just said Gryffindor, um, it was not sufficient. So I had to get his name right. And by that, I that's why I, I uh, opted to multiple choice, because I just needed his first name to be sure that I got the point. Because um, I, yeah, and why I chose to the, the, the category and to stay with it was because I knew that it was, that Keaton was, was gunning for this one and me landing on it, i was just thinking better her than me oh sorry other way around better me than her <laughs> <laughs> and then also i suppose you guys are trading with david campbell who as we know is a big wizarding world person so i'm sure he has been helping yep. you uh just kind of brush up on a, a few little details here and there but you don't have to yeah. say anything you don't have to say anything it's well <laughs> it, it, details yeah but um i do have a very solid knowledge base of harry potter because uh, I grew up with Harry Potter, like it was, it was my thing, and so so it's not that far off. It's just as you say, it's just brushing off and details and stuff like that. Because, well, he's still a lot better than I am about like listening <laughs> well, but it's like it's still, it's, I, 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 I'd say I'm pretty good at it still. <laughs> Definitely. So you go six to six for the last three. Zoe Kravitz comes up in Crimes of Grindelwald. Norbert is the name of the dragon in uh, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, and then be it. Ugh. Beatrix Lestrange is the person who kills Dobby. 14-3 at this stage. Yes, Andrew? I believe it's pronounced Bellatrix. My apologies. Um, I am not very good with the names of these things, Andrew. <laughs> and That's fine. We'll have a Star Wars match to talk about later, and yeah, I'll was, be doing the other thing. Yeah, and uh, Sonny, in advance, I apologize for all the butchering of all the names in all the Star Wars movies. No worries, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> so it is 14-3 to Keaton, needs a big, big spin, gets spinner's choice. She's very unsure as to what to pick, goes with Middle Earth, goes three of uh, sorry, three of eight overall. Uh, Gandalf the White is what he's known as in his first question. It uh, goes down to multiple choice on the move release date of the Battle of the Five Armies. Misses the director of the original 78, Lord of the Rings. Catch you pick up a one-point steal on the multiple choice. And then you both, unfortunately, miss the, the Fellowship Bilbo's um, birthday. You're out by 10 in the end. It's 14-6. Catch you must have been feeling very, very confident that you're going to see it out from here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, it's a it's a rough round for Keaton, but still trying to fight, still trying to, to get herself back into it. Very rough round. Obviously, somebody who has a lot of energy like Keaton, somebody who's trying their absolute hardest to to drive through and, and get those necessary points to close that gap and make it a real a real puncher's brawl. You know, a shot for shot kind of situation. Uh, at least a little bit closer coming into round number three. You feel bad when it doesn't happen, but again, I think for Keaton and it's it's really it's not me trying to put anybody down but I think the same problem I talked about in that first round comes up it's it's a lot of excitement a lot of energy and maybe not a lot of planning exactly what you need to do 
I don't know about any competitor, but I think if you have a slice on the wheel, as Kat said, you knew that Harry Potter was one that Keaton was going to want. You took it off the wheel, and now Keaton spends spinner's choice and hems and haws and takes a little bit of time deciding what to pick. Competitors, if you're going out there, I could be wrong. I could be just talking the talk that I do every week, but you really should know what your second choice is for spinner's choice, just in case. And I think that's the kind of lack that we saw. Again, um, great competitor, a lot of fun. But you you don't know what you're looking for. You you miss a few things. You can't even get the 111st birthday and pass those points, pass those points off as well. In the end, I just think Keaton's not looking good coming out of this round. It's an understatement at best to say that uh, not looking at all good. Eight points behind means you just have to hit everything. And odds are with a decent opponent, someone who's been performing as well as Kat did in the first two rounds of this match, I think you count yourself out. You you cross your fingers. You answer everything you can moving forward and you hope against hope. But I think at this point, everybody kind of knew what was going on with the result of the match. Yeah. So yeah. So let's move into round three. It's all on Keaton. Her two pointer is in mixed bag again, a very broad category. Trying to come up with an answer. What artifact is in the is in the after in the last crusade? The Holy Grail gets that wrong. It's kind of very quickly answering, unfortunately. And then it's all on her three. She has to hit it. Transformers. The actress of Charlie Watson and Bumblebee uses her three repeats. To be fair, to her doesn't leave any time out on on the uh, on the field. Can't come up with Haley Steinfeld. And your winner, TKO, top of the mountain. Kat, you must be feeling great in yourself. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, as, as you said, it's, it's kind of sad to see because um, we all love Keaton. So it, it's, for me, it's a bit bittersweet because I like her so much. And I just like, yeah. I, yeah. It, it was a shame to see. And, and especially from, from a competitor who's, who has been in the, in the big leagues, so to say, before in the Schmodown, has competed in there and, and has had uh, some, some good matches as well, where she's answered a, a bunch of questions. But but I do think, just like you guys are saying, this, this was a case of j jumping the gun, maybe not uh, preparing that much uh, when it comes to, okay, strengths, weaknesses, what is my first and second choice on the wheel, uh, making sure that Kat already mentioned it, we do get the wheel categories a little bit beforehand so that we can just focus on those a little bit and we know some of what to expect. Maybe she didn't do that either, um, or maybe she wasn't ready for just the amount of knowledge that she was gonna face uh, <laughs> with, uh, with, from, from cats. Uh, I, I don't know, um, but but I, I do hope that we see her again and that she, she's gonna, you know, learn from this experience and, and just be more prepared next time around. Because um, personality-wise, she's definitely there. Definitely. Andrew, I suppose, listen, Ring Rust, she, she's been out of Keaton's been out of the game for about two years or so and maybe just kind of getting the last time she played she was in studios maybe the whole kind of like the digital format she's in her home answering questions there might be a little bit of that in so like, you know I'm just kind of throwing that out there as well 
You know, I don't disagree, not even a little bit. Uh, and I think everything that we've said, it just bears repeating. Keaton, perhaps a few misses here. Uh, Keaton, if I could throw out one basic piece of advice, maybe find the wheel out in advance. If You, you might have already done this. I don't know about your prep. But if you didn't this time, get that wheel and maybe run through the IMDb cast list because it seemed like actors was a big, big problem for Keaton in this matchup. A lot of times that was where the stumble was. Couldn't come up with the name of the person starring in it all the way down to the final question with Haley Steinfeld, obviously some of the earlier ones, some of the same problems, but we love Keaton, your enthusiasm. We want to see you succeed. Everybody absolutely does. Can't wait to see you come back. In this case, I don't think that maybe a little less nerves, uh, whatever it is that threw her off, if that had been gone, I still think there's an uphill battle for Keaton in this matchup because Kat, as I said, performing very, very strongly, putting up a lot of points, and the way it was going, I foresee at least five points coming down in round number three for Cat as well. So I think this matchup, as I said, was really closed out at the end of round two. But Keaton, we love you. Can't wait to have you back. Cat, congratulations once again to you on a very, very impressive victory over Keaton Marquis. You do come away with the W. You are moving forward as, I believe, one of the very first inner geekdom competitors with a winning record in the FCL. That's got to feel good as well. And in the end, I think it's a stellar debut. Wonderful to see Keaton coming back. And I would love to see either of these competitors in a matchup again real soon. We'll have to see what Brad has to say about that. Definitely. Kat, there's a, another Intergeekdom match on next Tuesday, which we'll break down later on in the show. Would you be keen to take on the winner of that? Depends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you will. Come on. It's I just... I want to, because uh, some of these people I haven't really, like for Keaton, I at least had some sort of like footage I could, I could actually prepare for or like, uh, yeah, I could Use study. Against. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, these two competitors, I've, I've seen what they did in FCL, just in the singles division, but in, in a geekdom, I have no idea what level they're at, if I can even compete with them. So it's. It's it's I I just I have to wait and see yeah. just how good they are. If, if they're going perfect, both of them, I I, I don't think I would want to. <laughs> you can do that. You can do that as well. Definitely do some a little bit more studying and uh, more studying. <laughs> more studying. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, like Shimo in, in in particular, and and I can I can talk about Shimo because mm -hmm. I played him in, in the singles division and I lost against Shimo. He is a very knowledgeable competitor and I do believe he has said multiple times before that he he's more comfortable within a geekdom than he is singles even. And if he's, if he's going perfect in, in the singles division, well, yeah, I'm, I'm expecting for him to do pretty well in, in, in a geekdom, but, but we'll see, we'll see. It's, uh, yeah, next week. <laughs> Definitely. So listen, let's move on to the Star Wars match involving yourself, Sonny. Um, obviously, you have a bit of game tape coming into this, having seen Matthew face off against Ross from nowhere. Was there much there that you could kind of take moving into this, or was it very much sort of like, I need to kind of go pretty much perfect here? Well, it is Star Wars, so there is some sort of, I don't know if I want to call it an expectation to go perfect, but there is that pressure at least that you, you you cannot miss that many questions in Star Wars, otherwise you, you're done. Um, and, and with Matthew, 
I, I knew that he was a very strong competitor. I, I did not underestimate that guy. Like the only question that he really missed in his first match was a small screen Star Wars question. So I kind of knew that if, if I had the opportunity to, like if he had spun opponent's choice, I might have given him small screen Star Wars, even though he did say in his uh, interview before the match that he tried to watch as much small screen Star Wars as possible. Um, but 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 preparation wise, study wise for myself, it, it was more about yeah, wh where is my knowledge at? What do I need to focus on? Uh, what where are my weaknesses? Um, and I, I focused a lot on that, you know, covering my weaknesses. And I said it during the matches as, as well. It's you against the questions. Yes, there is an opponent there, but. In, in Star Wars in particular, I believe it is you against the questions and you have to keep calm and you have to remember all those little details spread across those 12 movies and now three television series. Um, so it wasn't easy, but uh, but yeah, I, now and we're about to go through the match. There were a few surprises there and, and turns along the way. <laughs> Definitely. So listen, let's get into round one, N7 to 7. You both missed the Last Jedi question, which is what three characters are mentioned in the crawl. Snoke, Leia, and Luke being the answer. Uh, you say Rey. Uh, Matthew says Kylo Ren. I actually thought that it was Kylo Ren because obviously the crawl leads into the first scene, which is Kylo attacking the, the last... Starfleet, whatever the, the name yeah. of the carrier is. Apologies. Again, not a Star Wars guy. Apologies in advance. Completely everybody. Um, but I think there's some nice questions in here. Um, obviously, Obi-Wan is the person who goes to search for Grievous. Um, Donnie Yen's character needing to know the character name. What um, in, in Empire, Luke says, I don't believe it. Needing to know what Yoda did. The physical appearance of Dark Maul. Django Fett is, is asked. And then obviously, this small screen Star Wars question. Uh, the, the Caleb Doom question of, of Karen Jarrett. Again, apologies for butchering these. Really, really sorry. But <laughs> seven to seven. Um, good start, all in all. I, I tell you, you must have been happy enough once you kind of shook off the miss to just kind of get settled into it. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad he missed it as well. Because uh, that, that was definitely a, a jump difficulty-wise. Uh, I believe it was the third question. That, that was the last Jedi call yes. question. And uh, yeah, I was a little bit taken aback with that. I was like, oh, wow, okay, so... A little bit more difficult than than what I remember from the first two matches, uh, and I, I, I actually, I, I had the right answer written down on my board, and I convinced myself that no, I do believe they Ray is in there as well. I had Luke, I had Leia, then Snoke, and then I crossed out Snoke and put in Ray instead. Shouldn't have done that, um, but but now I will never forget. <laughs> Andrew, definitely the heat was turned up question-wise in round one of, the, of this Star Wars match in comparison with the couple that we had on May the 4th. Certainly, it absolutely was. Obviously, uh, the Star Wars division, you never really know quite how deep it's going to get. Uh, as Kat, you mentioned in the Inner Geekdom match, sometimes because it's a little more of a specific field because you're narrowing down to 300 or whatever movies, you can get a little more specific. When you're talking about Star Wars and it's all the way down into what, like a dozen, maybe 15 different things in total that you're really, really looking at, those questions are going to be deep cuts. And I got to say, both competitors, they make some great answers. I wouldn't have known most of this stuff because I'm not a Star Wars guy like you are, Cat, like you are, Sonny. Uh, Star Wars person, Star Wars anything. I'm the one who forgets all these names. I find it surprising that none of the 
new characters were in one of the crawls? That's a very tough question. And I think both competitors, and Sonny, you can correct me on this if I'm wrong, had to be breathing a big sigh of relief when the miss happened, seeing that their opponent missed as well, because that is a big thing in round one, especially when you're talking about seven points for both competitors otherwise. That means this wasn't necessarily just a one-point question. This could have been that bonus question as well, two-point swing, which in this game can be a massive gap as you get closer to the third round. So well-played, well-handled, and I'm not surprised that that question was a miss for both competitors because, again, I just find it surprising none of the new characters in the crawl at all in one of the sequels bit strange great round can't wait for more of it let's just jump right into round two Keith. so listen round two wheel comes up again it's a few interesting slices here quotes is always a dangerous one from an opponent's choice point of view jedi order is there plants and uh, planets and locations and then a few movies kind of round it out sonny you decide you want to spin first return of the jedi comes up you decide to take it and you go eight for eight um Chewbacca being the person who triggers the Ewok trap. Then the kind of a, a little bit of a challenge needed on the second one, which member of the team is put on the fire by the Ewoks. You say Han, Luke, and Chewie, because they're all put on the fire. Isn't that the piece? Um, mm. But obviously, Brad felt that there was only one that was needed. Um, you decide to challenge, the question is thrown out, and then the deflector shield qu uh, quote question is asked in its place. You say, Emperor Palpatine, lovely stuff, we're moving along. Uh, who is in command of the, the Death Star at the start of the movie? Um, you get this one wrong. Apologies for what I said previous. Um, you say Darth Vader, and then you kind of know straight away what yeah. the answer was. Matthew picks up a two-point steal, and then you round out your round with the how old is Yoda, 900 years. Um what was kind of going through your mind that you kind of jumped straight to Vader or was it just like, surely it just has to be Vader? Well, um, first off, I, I landed on Return of the Jedi and I probably, ideally, I should have spun again. I, I should have asked for, for, for a respin um, because, or for another spin, because... It, and that's what I realized while I was in the middle of round two. It's, it's been a little while since I watched Return of the Jedi. And, and that's why I, I, I messed those questions up or I missed those questions was because it's just, it's been a while. And I was just trying to remember, okay, the start of the Return of the Jedi, the first thing that happens in that movie is Vader arriving at the Death Star. And then I just, I couldn't pull you know, the right answer immediately. And I, I, I jumped the gun and said Darth Vader instead. That was a miss. Um, and then the challenge there, uh, I'm glad I challenged it because to me, the question was a little bit unclear whether it was they were asking for, you know, all the people who actually was getting, uh, you know, ready or being made ready for the feast. Uh, but I also did know that the first one, like the first person on the fire was Han. And I, I said that as well. He's the first one up there. He's trying to, to blow out the flames. Um, and, and that's why they decided to, to give me a new question in, instead, because it was just, yeah, didn't, didn't want to. It could have gone either way. And I think it was PLD who made the final decision that, no, OK, let's just ask him another questions, uh, question, which fortunately, I got that one. Um, but, but that round was very important to me in terms of going forward. Because I, I mentioned this before, I was focusing heavily on my weaknesses when I was um, when I was studying, and and I was that that was more the the sequel 
trilogy and the newer movies. That was my weakness because I hadn't seen those movies as many times. They're not exactly my favorites either. So I knew I had to do the deep dive into something like The Rise of Skywalker or Solo. And I did that um, and I covered those weaknesses, but I, I also need to remember the movies that I love and that I've grown up with. And I need to keep watching those as well. So I need to, de the, the, the deep dive I did for the newer movies, I need to do that for all of them, obviously. Um, it just takes a lot of time to do that, um, but uh, I, hopefully I have I have the time before my next match. Um, but, but yeah, it, it was an important round for me, uh, just learning about myself and studying. So it comes up to Matthew spins first, gets revenge at the Sith. Um, he also goes six of eight. Uh, the first question being, who tells Anakin fear of loss? It's, it's the path to the dark side. It's Yoda. Um, and then you get your steel back, Sonny. Um, so this is how X dies with thunderous applause. He says democracy. And in, in kind of in the same way as you were like, oh, now I know it, you say liberty get your two yeah. points to the back and then kind of things are evened out again because he's out the round um what has grievous done with palpatine in the crawl and kidnapped and then who kills grievous obi-wan 15 15 andrew couple of mistakes but corrected as well and we're back to where we were after round one once again it's an even round for both competitors real back and forth obviously we have the the Comparison steals here, both players taking some points off of their opponent, both players scoring up fairly nicely and staying with each other every step of the way. Now, I, as I said, I'm not uh, the biggest Star Wars person in the world, but I will say, based on everything I've heard so far, yes, I highly recommend go back and watch those original Star Wars movies anytime you want to. They do hold up. They are wonderful absolutely worth anybody's time, and that I will never argue against. Uh, for Matthew, I... He's a Canadian like me. He, he does the right thing. He's polite and nice and genteel about stuff. Let me tell you, Matthew, my friend, next time they give you a question you know the answer to, don't tell them it's wrong. Just answer the <laughs> damn question. I don't know what you were thinking right there. And Sonny, I am a man who's not necessarily the biggest Star Wars fan, but I am a man of strong opinions. So it would be remiss if I didn't say it. And you already said it a bit yourself about the challenge. It could have gone either way. Now, you listen to the show. That means you know that I am a big proponent of the strategy, of the challenges, of using your JTs correctly. And I applaud you for throwing out a challenge, getting it in there, and getting the new question. But I really do think that this was a borderline case for the challenge. The wording of the question, as I watched it back, who is put over the fire as the main course, I think that could have easily gone against you. So I will just say you were lucky to get the ruling that you did. It kept you close. I don't know if that challenge goes through every time, but kudos for taking the time to make the challenge, understanding that the odds of another question coming up later in the match when you're halfway through round two that you're going to need that challenge on are fairly small. And if it does come up, you just got to fight through it using your other methods if you've lost your challenge, your JTs, etc. So very good strategic play. And I think a lucky break for you, Sonny, which will, of course, pay some great dividends in round number three. Oh, yes. Catcher sitting in the back, champagne on ice. Feet up, enjoying your victory. What were what was going through your mind watching this? I said nothing like that. I was I was completely um, I was I was basically sitting like a crazy person, just just <laughs> praying to the to my science god that uh, he was doing all right. So listen, yeah, yeah. 
Let's move into round three. It's a bit of ping pong on the first couple. Sonny, you're asked your two uh, in the Rise of Skywalker. What does Poe do with the, the Falcon, the, the light skipping, speed, light speed skipping piece? Um, that was heavily, I think, in the trailers, from what I'm led mm. to believe. Um, Matthew replies with his two, who gives Finn his new name in The Force Awakens. Poe, then your three is in uh, vehicles, tech, weaponry, in The New Hope, when discussing how to take down the Death Star pilots, they need to use the, the photon blasters or the photon missiles. Um, then Matthew's three planets and locations. Kind of, you're getting kind of very, very similar. You're both getting a, a sequel trilogy two, and then a very kind of like specific three. Um, the Han Solo's birthplace gets that, and then it's all on the fives. Um, your Empire question being, according to C3PO or to D2, what are the chances of Luke and Han surviving outside the base on Hot? You say a hundred to one, I believe, after two repeats. The answer being seven hundred and twenty-five to one. Was it just something that you just couldn't pull? Yeah, basically, like I knew it was something to one, uh, and I knew it wasn't one hundred to one. But I, I, I didn't want to be like I don't have an answer, so I, I, I thought okay, I might as well just throw something out there. Um, but, but yeah, that was that was a tough five pointer, uh, especially when it comes to something like that. It's just remembering numbers. I, I, I'm not good with numbers. I was not good at math at all in school. So remembering anything that has to do with numbers, uh, that's a weakness of mine, but but it's something I'm going to have to work on when it comes to Star Wars because there's a few numbers in there. So it's all on Matthew. The ball's in his court. He can see this home. Last Jedi is, is his five-pointer, who's the commanding officer on the Dreadnought um, looking to destroy the, the base. Hits a repeat. Doesn't pull Captain Kennedy, uh, and we are going to sudden death. Did did you think you were dead in the water and oh waiting for for our your winner to and your winner by way of winning to come up? <laughs> yeah, I, I I really was, um, and that was that was the second time during that match that that happened. It happened in round two when I missed that one question. I thought this is Star Wars. I cannot do that. He's going to go perfect in round two, and then I'm I'm not going to be able to catch up. Uh, so, so yeah, it, it, it happened there in round two. Uh, I got a uh, new wind, and it happened again with the five-pointer. I really thought that he had it, uh, but fortunately for me, he, he wasn't able to to pull the right answer, Captain Kennedy. So, yeah, and he said it as well. Uh, Ken Knapsack, he's not going to be happy about that. Um, it's <laughs> one of his favorites. <laughs> so, listen, let's wrap this up. Sudden deck question one. What title does New Trunway hold in The Phantom Menace? Matthew says ambassador, you say viceroy and your winner 21 20 gets the job done. And listen, where, where do we go from here, JC? Yeah, obviously. He's he's uh, one and oh, I'm one and oh. Let's do it. Unless maybe, there's someone else who wants to challenge me out there. Maybe a, a little live event in the, the cantina might be a see if we can get you a little uh, plane over COVID oh, safely, of course. That. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll make the trip, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, it's uh, unfortunate for Matthew, he's 0-2, but it's definitely not a reflection on the level of knowledge that the guy has. No, definitely not. As we say uh, sometimes about competitors, that their record doesn't reflect how good they are at the game. And in Matthew's case, that is absolutely true. From the two matches we've seen, close fights, a lot of knowledge on display, just some bad luck coming 
coming out and, and taking him down. And it's not all just luck. However, you have another competitor coming in against you and that competitor when they play well. I will say this about both of you today, Kat, Sonny. We talked to a lot of people on the show and everybody from the FCL has obviously been a delight to speak to. We've, we've really gotten a great reception from everyone, but it's rare that we've had guests on who, when they speak, I get so much of a sense that you're really taking the strategy of the game seriously. And both of you are thinking about that during your matches. Dropping, you're dropping down to multiple choice in order to reduce the points, making sure that you take your repeats, making sure that you throw a challenge out when you can. And like you did, Sonny, and this is, I think, maybe your best move of the matchup, you don't know the answer to a very difficult numbers question. I think if you're going to ask C-3PO odds, you ask about the asteroid belt, maybe it's just me. I think some people might get that one, but it's a near impossible question. So what do you do? Do you say, as many competitors would, I just don't know? As we even saw Keaton do in the previous match, taking questions and answering, I don't know? No. You take a guess. Is it one in a million? Yes, it is, but that one in a million might just come up. So there's an incredibly solid match being played against Matthew, who I think just fought as hard as he could, got all the way to sudden death, and then misses in one question. That's how quick it is. That's how soon it can be over. Matthew, your record does not represent you. I will repeat that again. Your record does not represent your level of talent. Clearly, we're going to see you coming back and doing some damage against some other competitors in the division. But for right now, the thing that matters, the thing that always matters at the end of the match, how you got there doesn't matter. What you answered right doesn't matter. Who got the W? And in this case, as it was with both the matches and both of our guests today, you get the victory. Sonny, congratulations on that. You're moving on to bigger, brighter things in the Star Wars division. And I'll help you out just if I can with those numbers questions. You say they might be a little difficult for you. I believe it's the first order. Is it for first order? That's correct. First order, final order, first order. Both. It's one yeah, of them. I think you're right. You think you're right. <laughs> Listen, a fantastic week's matches to it's great to see Team Europe, if you will, get the two W's to bring home. <laughs> and uh, with that, let's let's look forward to what's gonna happen next week with the FCL. Well, we've talked about everything that happened this week on the FCL. We've talked about the matches, the debut of Cat coming into the league, looking very impressive, as we said. And, of course, Sonny coming in and getting a great victory in the Star Wars division. So we had Star Wars. We had Inner Geek them. And next week in the FCL, we've got two announced matches. One of them will be in one of those divisions. That's right. Inner Geekdom division returns next week. We'll, we will be seeing... Well, here's a couple competitors we've seen before and a couple competitors we've talked about on this show quite a bit. First off, we have Elena Jordan. Obviously, we've been wishing her well, a little bit of recovery from a medical situation, and so glad to see her returning. Another person like Keaton Marquis with a great attitude, a great love of the game, and you can see it shining through. And on the other side, well, not exactly the same story. You're familiar with this person, Sonny, James Shimo known as yes. the sinister one, could not be more different. You have the Punisher telling telling her jokes, and you have Shimo preaching his sermons. This is going to be an interesting matchup, especially with the added twist of it being inner geekdom, a field in which both of these competitors definitely want to make a strong showing. Keith, any thoughts? Um, I think it's great that Shimo finally gets to start his journey to being the simultaneous IG Star Wars champion from the comfort of his grandmother's chair. I think that Elena's debut originally in the Shimo was in IG. I think based on her match against Chris Adams, like IG was kind of where she was getting her points. 
I think that this match for me is, is going to be can Elena put the puns to one side and focus a little bit more to kind of get those answers and kind of push Shimo to a five because Shimo's been missing fives, let's be honest. Um, so let's see if she can put a, a, bit, a bit of heat under him and see where this kind of lays out. But I think it's going to be exciting one way or another. I agree completely. And hey, I, I would be remiss if I didn't go to both of our guests on this one because I think that, Sonny, you might have some insight into one of the competitors in this. You stepped into the ring against Shimo and Kat competing in Inner Geekdom and with a win under your belt. Potentially, one of these two with a victory could be someone you'd be looking at in the near future as a competitor. So perhaps both of you have some thoughts to share with us. <sighs> yeah, well, when it comes to Shimo, uh, I, th I think I've uh, yeah, already said it. <clears throat> He can be a scary competitor, um, both personality-wise and knowledge base-wise, uh, and and it is going to be extremely interesting to see in this match, like how those two are going to jive during during all of that, you know, with with all the puns, and then we got the the sinisterness going on as well. Uh, yeah, two totally different worlds, but it all comes down to. Who knows the most about these inner geekdom movies? Um, and I, I don't know who to put my money on right now. I, I'm, I might be Shimo, but that's only because of what he's done so far, and and the fact that that he, he keeps saying that inner geekdom is his strength. That that's that's his division. Um, but yeah, what about you? You you you're the one who who might have to go up against one of those two. Yeah, well, I'm excited, but I think I'm mostly excited just to play along, yeah. like for my like back home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just to be sure that like I just want to be better at this. So every chance I can get to become better, I'll take it. And especially if I have to figure out just about like the strengths and weaknesses, it's also very nice to you know mm -hmm. kind of read them, analyze. Yep. A lot. That's what I do. I analyze everything. So <laughs> you sure do. You sure do. <laughs> um, and and I and I also just want to say uh, with with um, the Punisher, don't don't let go of the puns, but but maybe not focus on them entirely, as you guys are saying. <laughs> Well, some good advice from both of you. I think that is absolutely going to bear out. Obviously, Cat never hurts to watch the matches, play along, see what you've got going on, and learn a little bit about your opponents. That's a great idea with this inner geek the matchup. And I got to agree with you as well, Sonny. Uh, a lot of competitors get caught up in the middle of a match with things other than answering the questions. Make sure you're doing that first, and come up with the pun second. Start off with them in your promos. Finish it. Finish the match with them. Throw them in between rounds. But when you're focusing on those questions, if there's any question in your mind as to what is being asked, what is being said, or what needs to be answered, please, please take your time and focus on that. Well, with that being said, of course, that's not the only matchup. We've got another fantastic matchup, and you might call this one a backstage schmodown sort of face-off because we've got Alex Marzonia versus Turner. These two, both names that we have seen at least a little bit of in the movie trivia, Schmodown. They do a lot of work for Christian Harlaw, and now we're getting to see them here in the FCL. I believe, unless I'm somehow forgetting something, this will be our first chance to see Marzonia, Keith? Correct, it is. Um, I think this is an interesting fight in the sense that, um, obviously, 
Aaron was the editor of the Schmodown before Neurochronic took over. So, like, this guy knows the Schmodown in, inside and out. There's going to be no issues, no rules, and this, that, and the other. Marzonia has played a couple of exhibition matches. And kind of, I think, from a, a round two perspective, new releases for Alex to kind of like wrestlers and film for Aaron. Um, I think they're both going to come out, kind of get maybe like six, seven in the first round. Let's see where round two kind of lands. And then it, it's all on the fives. I am curious to see if Alex has got some knowledge in him because obviously he was picked up by Kate in the den last season and didn't play at all. So this is kind of first opportunity in, in kind of a year, 18 months to see what he's got. But I am excited. I, I think it's good to get guys like Aaron back into the, the community that maybe aren't there kind of front and center, but are still involved. Yes, a lot of family in the FCL to see, and these guys have both been around for a while. Both matches are really show up or show out for all the competitors involved because this is the time to make a name and move forward with another important victory under your belt. FCL 16, four months of matches so far, and we've enjoyed being here to talk to you about every single one of them. I can't wait to check out FCL 16, but of course that's next week in the FCL and we've been talking about this week in the FCL. I want to say thank you to our wonderful, wonderful guests, Kat and Sonny. Anytime you'd like to come back, we would be thrilled to have you and best of luck in all your endeavors going forward. FCL is always exciting and the two of you are definitely helping to make that just that little bit more for all of the viewers. So thank you for that. Thank you for joining us. And on the way out, now that we've talked everything this week, everything that's coming up next week, we're going to go ahead and we're going to tell you where you can find us online should you be so interested. Obviously, I'm the Elk. I'm at Kelk Andrew. If you want to hear me tweeting about Survivor that you probably don't care about and very little otherwise other than promoting this show, you can find me online at Kelk Andrew, K-E-L-K-A-N-D-R-E-W. Keith, where are you? I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Cake of Love Media. And last night, myself and my opening pair co-host, Kyle Gavin, did a live show breaking down UFC 264, Poirier v. McGregor 3. This weekend, Las Vegas, Nevada, 18,000 people in the T-Mobile Arena. Great show, great live show with a couple of great live comments in. Um, do come along. We're trying out some new things and would love for all views and subscribers, of course. Back to you at the desk, Andrew. <laughs> All right. And our two wonderful guests. Let's go ahead and give you the opportunity as well. This is it. This is the pluggy, pluggy, plug time, self-promotion, my favorite thing in the whole wide world. So why don't you tell us everything you've got going on and how we can follow along and see a little bit more? Definitely, definitely. Um, well, I guess, first off, uh, you can find us on YouTube, Cat and Sunny. We do reactions, reviews, uh, some live streams here and there. Right now, it's uh, yeah, it's Loki time, the Bad Batch. If you're watching those shows, come watch them with us. Um, listen to our thoughts. Get into the conversation in the comments. And uh, then on Twitter and Instagram and Twitch, it's also Katsani, where we do some stuff as well. Uh, Twitch taking a little bit of a break right now, but we'll get back to it soon and play some games over there and come join us, have some fun. And I think that's about it. Besides, you, you have your own. I have my own, yeah. yeah. I'm just uh, either I'm a Twitter fan or Dat Twitter fan, like with the D of Dat Twitter fan. And I just do random stuff. So, <laughs> random stuff and, and cool thoughts and a lot of feminism. Yeah. <laughs> that too. That too. But yeah, come follow us. <laughs> and I do recommend that you absolutely do exactly that. Follow along with them. Check out those reactions. Some great content coming out from both of you. Kat and Sonny, thank you once again. You are two competitors who I have a feeling we're going to be seeing a whole lot more of. Two real exciting names for the 
first class league. And of course, all that we have to do now is say thank you to you, everybody, for watching along. I'm going to go ahead and say it. You know I have to. Go ahead and give it a like, a subscribe, throw a comment on the video. We'd love to see it and respond to your thoughts about this. And thank you, as always, for joining us every week right here on This Week in the FCL. We'll be back once again next week with FCL 16. We'll talk about everything that goes down, break down all the matches, and maybe even have another special guest, our rotating little crew here. Maybe Ryan will be back. Maybe Chris will be here. Maybe I'll be taking a vacation next week. Who knows? To find out, you've got to tune in on next week on This Week in the FCL.